Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, guys. DGS405. Happy Thursday to you. We had planned on having uh, Brian Kilmeade on, but uh, wires got crossed or something. And, uh, not going to have him now. That was quite an hour. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Responses, reactions. I mean, immediate thought is I'm glad he's okay. You know what I mean? It was troubling over the weekend. You know what I mean? And we kind of touched on this on Monday a little bit, but it's, it's, you know, like, like Kevin keeps saying, like, what if, you know, your loved ones were over there or whatever. And I mean, I, I was genuinely very jarred, you know, just worried about him. Yeah, and I think it's also important. I know we got some calls pushing back on what the rabbi was saying on certain things. I think it's important to realize that this is the immediate aftermath of an event like this, and people who are very close to the situation, as the rabbi is, are going to have strong emotions and maybe sometimes not say exactly what you want them to say. And I think it's important to give people space on that. I've I've seen a lot of people online, online especially, like, having emotional responses to what's going on, I think it's important to not judge too harshly the things that that people are saying at a time like this because it's, it's I, I mean, you should be allowed to have your emotions. Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah, I think it makes sense in every situation. What were people upset about, Andrew? Uh, it, it was primarily... There was some exception to the idea that this is like a purely religious kind of uh, 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 issue. Um, a lot of people don't see it exactly that way. A lot of people don't think it's it's less of a religious a religious issue and more of a political issue in a lot of people's eyes. And I think it's a religious issue when we're talking about Hamas when they have in their charter that their goal is to eradicate Jews. Then I think yeah. you can definitely turn that into a religious issue. But yes. then there is also the side of, you know, people who support Palestinians who are not associated with Hamas and want nothing to do with Hamas and who want their a- autonomy. And I think there's a difference there. But, you know, especially whenever you were just in Israel during an attack like this, I think it's yeah. fair to have your emotions about the situation. Well, and also people just disagree. Yeah. I mean... If ever there's been a complicated issue, yeah, this is it. I actually I have a piece of audio that 
ties in with this pretty well. As a Jew, I'm horrified by what's happening in the Middle East, and uh, it, it's horrifying the images. And I could really do without some of the dumbest people on social media's opinions on it. When you see someone tweet, what they need to do is, I'm like, oh, the most complex dispute in history, and you've gotten to the bottom of it, a bodybuilder from Tampa. Thanks. I just thought that was pretty on the nose. You see a lot of people having opinions and a lot of people saying, like, this is what you should be doing. It is an incredibly complicated issue. I don't think anybody has the right answer. Yeah. One thing that struck me through listening uh, through all of that and just also thinking about all of these things and reading history, I actually kind of think this is our natural state of being as human beings. When have we ever not been at each other's throats for something? As a species, it's a difficult, it's a difficult, a difficult point to uh, to refute. Uh, we have Brian Kilmeade on with us. Brian, good to talk to you. How are you, my friend? What's going on? So we just finished an hour. We we do a segment on the show called The Priest and the Rabbi. I've done it for over twenty years, and the Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Shmuel Greenwald, who's been with me the whole time, uh, was actually in in Israel. He was in Jerusalem during the attack, and he just got back yesterday or today, and so he was on. So we spent the last hour hearing from him firsthand and talking about it religiously, politically, from the humanity standpoint. Really amazing. Uh, so that's kind of what we're coming off of. Been looking forward to talking to you to get your take on this and other things. So let's let's start there. The biggest story in the world, uh, Israel and Hamas. You tell me what you want to tell me. Well, I just think over the the next few days, you're going to watch. Um, that right now, they're shaping the battlefield. They're they're uh, cutting their way through. They're trying to figure out how they're going to penetrate. I don't think they were done with the battle plan uh, and didn't have it ready to go just in case. I think they're I think they're writing it now. Well, one thing is clear. They look like they're, uh, they're hitting places strategically. They're also clearing paths. So you're going to see hundreds of thousands go in. Uh, and I think they're also targeting people. And I would not be surprised to see some assassinations in Qatar, where the brain trust is with Hamas, uh, and along with Iran. Because the one thing they can do is through electronic intelligence, even though this was an epic fail, which is going to be a whole year or year or two to figure out what exactly went wrong and how much. But I do think that there are people who are targeted right now who were behind us, who are living great lives. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the video, but in Qatar, you see the leaders of Hamas sitting with the leaders of Qatar, and they're watching the carnage, and they are high-fiving each other in their own Muslim way. And then they pray about it because they feel as though Allah has blessed them. Now, do you think the Israelis are just going to worry about Gaza? They know they have to eradicate this problem early. So I think assassination squads are going out, and I think they're going to be obliterating the Gaza Strip. They know that this is if there's anything about this, they no longer have to lace. They no longer stitch the problem. They are now cleaning out the infection. And there's no, there's no more two-state solution. There's no more coexisting. That is done. So, Brian, if this does go larger, if if more states become involved, what's the most likely way that that would happen? And what do you think the likelihood is? Well, let me ask them. If the United States tells you not to get involved, why would you get involved? If we're serious. Mm-hmm. If we tell Lebanon and Hezbollah, through our methods of communicating, you get involved, you're done. You tell Iran, you see that aircraft carrier, we got another. And so another one's coming. And you know what we're capable of. 
don't even think about getting involved. Why are you getting involved? The only way they would get involved is if they thought we weren't serious. And if we're not serious, um, I mean, obviously this administration has not shown uh, scared anybody, but we gave them the hardware and ability to do that intimidation. Uh, we that's why we're one trillion in one point seven trillion overdrawn. A lot has to do with our defense budget. So I do think that there this should be one on one, and Hamas should not survive if other countries get involved. I think we should let them know exactly in detail what will be done. Our local Lindsey Graham told me Saturday. He goes, I'm going to name the refineries that were blowing up in your country. And I'm going to tell you who we're going to kill. That's just the only way they understand it. Soleimani gets killed. What Trump said is uh, al-Baghdadi gets killed. Excuse me, you're, you're the one running? Uh, you're running this, this ISIS-K? Okay, you're dead. Oh, excuse me, you are running this, uh, the, the, Islamic, uh, the Islamic Guard? You're dead. And then he told... Uh, the man who is now in charge, whose name eludes me in Afghanistan, if you break your bond, I know where you live. Here's a picture of your house. You're dead, and your family's dead. That is not working for Canada. That doesn't work in Mexico. That doesn't work in France. But when are we going to understand that's the only thing that works in the Middle East? We could act like we're above it, but as long as our enemy isn't, we have to understand what it takes to survive in that neighborhood. And Israel knows what it takes to survive. Just let them do it. Give them space. If you have me on in two weeks, you know what the narrative's going to be? Hmm. How many people died in Gaza? Yeah. And they're going to be like, wow, you know, these, these innocent people. And uh, that's one thing. You could say that. Why are they there? Number two is, why do you keep on voting Hamas in? They are mo- the most popular group in the West Bank as well as in Gaza. They are the most popular. And if you're going to slice off babies' heads, I'm sorry, you've lost my, my compassion meter just doesn't register. To what degree are you happy with, comfortable with, critical of the response so far from the government and especially from President Biden? Uh, I think it's confused. When he talks and says, I stand by, okay, I kind of expected that. But he's taken, took three days to say it. I thought that was a huge mistake. Had the barbecue, uh, the perception, I would say, listen, guys, I appreciate all the work you're doing in the kitchen. Take your day. No band. I'm going to the Oval Office, but that's me. Number two is uh, I would name Iran. Don't say don't. Uh, don't say think about it. Don't think about it. What you say is, listen, 93% of uh, uh, Hamas's budget is from Iran. We have some reports that you scripted it. You set up weapons manufacturing. There were meetings in uh, Lebanon. I can't rule it out. And then you let them wonder if we know. And, and we go back to what we were doing. Maximum pressure. The $6 billion is now re, uh, rescinded. You no longer have access to it. Get that at Qatar. You cannot trust that country. I don't care how many World Cups they host. UAE has said some positive things. They're in the Abraham Accords. They have a banking system. Deposit slips laying around. We'll put it there. Or how about this? We leave it in South Korea. And at the same time, stop putting on maximum pressure. We gave you a chance. You've destroyed my foreign policy. Uh, you've blown up the Abraham Accords. We had Saudi Arabia on the precipice of signing an historic agreement. So uh, that experiment is done. Do you believe that the House especially is showing signs of getting their, you know, what together, acting seriously, moving forward, or does it still seem some level of chaos? Dave, I've never seen such idiotic behavior, such selfish behavior, grandstanding. It's everything that's wrong with politics. You're seeing it. 
They're an embarrassment to the country. Forget alone their party. Nancy Mace comes out and says, 21 years ago, Steve Scalise, who was at a rally, I'm not going to vote for him. Excuse me? He's okay to be a majority leader. Uh, I'd like to see all the people you spoke to. Uh, were they okay with me? Did any of them uh, collapse in 2008 and take their depositors' monies with them? What about uh, you know FTX? Uh, I'd like to know if you can uh, withstand that uh, background check. Number two, Jim Jordan said Steve Scalise won. The deal was you vote for Steve Scalise, we end the embarrassment. These guys say, no, I'm still voting for uh, Jim Jordan. Excuse me, he told you not to. Kevin McCarthy says, don't vote for me. Thank you, but don't vote for me. They go, I'm voting for Kevin McCarthy. What is wrong with you? Are you a moron? Are you a moron? The country gave you a one a, a small majority in one portion of Washington, and you are telling the country you're foolish. Don't ever give them the keys again. Do you know Steve Scalise is further away right now from confirmation than he was yesterday? Mm. How does he work the phones to describe his story, have Jim Jordan say, don't vote for me, and he has less support? A guy that's been around for two decades who just got uh, shot and helped clinging on to his life Everybody knows Steve Scalise. If you don't want to vote for him because of what Donald Trump told me yesterday, he's like, I love Steve Scalise, but he's got cancer and he needs treatment. And you have to work so hard. He's, he's got to recover. This is not the job for him. I'd appreciate that. But then why did 122 people who, is, who are in your party say that he was healthy enough to do it? And Stan Matt Gates, this is all his ego trip. But Kevin McCarthy deserved to keep the job. I've never believed in uh, a shadow government or Illuminati or anything, but I, I have believed there are billionaires and big donors that have a lot of sway and can come down like our parents used to when we were playing in the in the basement with the neighbor kids and getting too rambunctious and say, hey, you get your stuff together. I'm beginning to doubt that because there doesn't seem to be enough adult voices to get it back on track. I, I've never I, – if I was watching the Democrats do it, I'd I, – I go, okay, you know what, uh, they don't sincerely believe it. They can't get on the same page. Some of the stuff about uh, being uh, soft on crime and letting everybody in on the border and uh, vilifying the country and ripping down statues, I can't sign on to that. Uh, but you're asking a bunch of Republicans who basically ran on the same stuff. They, there's not really any, that many moderate, that's how Brian Fitzpatrick, in there. So you got pretty much all conservatives. Like Jim Jordan's now mainstream. He was way, way right. They all like these guys. And all of a sudden, yeah, no, it's not, it's not going to do it. Well, you know, we're, the whole country's watching. The world is watching. Do you know that Senator Joni Ernst was on our show today, and she says she's traveling through the Middle East before the attacks. Do you know the most common refrain was, what's going on with the House? So people like to say nobody cares who the speaker is. They know what dysfunction is. So, again, embarrassing us, embarrassing us on the world stage. You might be mad at President Trump by the way he handled it. I thought January 6th is embarrassment. The way the president handled it was terrible. We've been over that. It's a nauseam. Regardless, he's winning the race now. He's looking forward for the most part, and he's going to say all his policies look fine, whatever. I will acknowledge that January 6th made us look bad as a country. This is the biggest self-inflicted unnecessary wound in my lifetime, mm -hmm. and all the grandstanders who, don't, who do this job to be famous, not for service, are showing their true colors right now. Brian, I know you're coming in to St. Louis. 97.1 is bringing you in later in the fall. Hopefully you and I get to spend a little time together. Uh, yeah. What else you got going on personally? What, what are you working on? Well, Teddy and Booker T comes out November 7th, and I've been working on that before the President Freedom Fighter. I just wanted to go to chronological order, and I just think when he talks about race, you talk about where we came as a country, two people did extraordinary things to move millions forward. 
Uh, I wanted to highlight that. Never been a perfect country when it comes to race, far from it. But, man, where we've come and where we are, thanks to two separate people uh, in, in all very different ways from very different walks of life, I thought it was important to outline. Uh, Saturday night will be live now for two hours doing the war coverage. And, uh, you know, between that, doing those live, doing the live shows around the country now, talking about all these books in American history in a motivational, inspirational way. Um, that'll get me through Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tune in to 97.1 to hear Brian and, of course, Fox and Friends and on Fox Nation. Uh, thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. Yeah, Dave, one more thing. The whole interview with Trump that I did last night unedited is a podcast. Just go to BrianKillMeShow.com and click on it. All right. Let's, uh, let's get Brian on next week to talk about just that. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. Go get him, I hate this studio. <laughs> that was scary. Does no one have an Allen wrench? What happened? Is there no one who has an Allen wrench? For the love of God, can we fix this studio? I'll just bring some duct tape tomorrow. It's pretty yeah. rough. No, I'm... I'm, I'm it's, kept... it's embarrassing. I'm sorry. It's so embarrassing yeah. to have guests sit down, have the rabbi talking about being in a bomb shelter, and have the friggin' mic stand fall down, and it does every single day. It was, I will say, there was one moment where you asked him kind of a big question, and as he started to answer the microphone, like, and he had this to, like, it, it was like, ah, oh, man. Let's act like it. I definitely ha- am with you there. Love of God. Mm. What do you got? <laughs> well, since you're already mad, why don't we uh, talk about Jada Pinkett Smith? Your favorite person, Dave. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's exactly what I need right now. (laughs) I'm pretty sure at this point she is just like an agent of chaos. So she wrote a book and in it she has revealed that she and Will Smith have been separated completely, living completely separate lives since 2016. So she's telling us that Will slapped Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars in 2022 and they're not even together. And that was the whole thing is like, you're messing with my wife. But it's like they're not even together anymore. And she did an interview with, I, I can't remember who she sat down with. Um, but as, as she was talking about it, she had this crazy smile on her face. She's just like, yep, that's right. We're not even together. Then she says, Chris Falk asked her out at one point behind Will Smith's back. And she's just causing all this drama and all this craziness. And it's just like, what are we doing here, people? Just chaos. Chaos at every moment. I think she's evil. I think she might actually be evil. She seems to delight in whatever is happening. Welcome back. DGS 442. So Dave could not be with us live Honestly, because we moved him by an hour because we had the priest and the rabbi on, and we really wanted to give uh, uh, those guys a, an entire hour since the rabbi just got back from Israel last night or this morning. Uh, but he did give us a live look. Here it is. I have a quick little update for you as far as our weather is concerned. We do have this cold front on the way, but it's going to take all day to get through tomorrow. So an unsettled day on Friday. Periods of showers, a couple of thunderstorms. One or two of the storms could go on the strong side. The best focus for that will be the afternoon hours. 
We're not all going to see that, but if you get under one, some damaging winds are possible. Still mild tomorrow. The front takes all day to get through 75, but the front comes through fairly quickly on Friday night. Any evening showers and thunderstorms out of the picture by 8 o'clock in the evening. Then it's just a hardcore fall weekend. It's going to feel like November. Saturday, mostly cloudy. It's windy all day long and chilly, and there's going to be some wind-driven showers around. Focus on the afternoon. Only 58 for the high on Saturday. Couple of evenings scattered showers Saturday night, otherwise cloudy and windy. 48 Sunday, still mostly cloudy skies. I think only a couple of sprinkles around, but it stays windy on Sunday. 58 degrees, so a pretty good flip in the weather pattern coming up this weekend. Uh, Rachel, you have that sound, the uh, Donald Trump sound? Yeah, which one would you like to hear? Because we have quite a bit of Donald Trump's on. The one you guys were just talking about yeah, on the, the break? The one, uh, so I don't think this is giant news or anything, but it's interesting. And it's not giant news because I don't think Ron DeSantis is giant news anymore. But he finally uh, found his balls and, and he's going uh, after Trump on, uh, Trump did a rally in Florida and praised uh, Hezbollah. And to be fair, he didn't say like, oh, I love these guys. They're wonderful people. He just said that they're smart. And criticize Bibi Netanyahu, and I'll read you what DeSantis said afterwards. And they said, gee, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack from the north, because that's the most vulnerable spot. I said, wait a minute. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. The press doesn't like when they say it. You know, I said that President Xi of China, 1.4 billion people, he controls it with an iron fist. I said, he's a very smart man. They killed me the next day. I said he was smart. What am I going to say? But Hezbollah, they're very smart. And they have a national defense minister or somebody saying, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack us from the north. So the following morning they attacked. They might not have been doing it, but if you listen to this jerk, you would attack from the north because he said that's our weak spot. About 15 seconds later, it was all over and we did it. But I'll never forget, I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us down. That was a very terrible thing. I will say that. So we were disappointed by that, very disappointed. But we did the job ourselves, and it was absolute precision, magnificent, beautiful job. And then uh, Bibi tried to take credit for it. That wasn't good. That didn't make me feel too good, but that's all right. So Rod Sanders tweets out, Terrorists have murdered at least 1,200 Israelis and 22 Americans and are holding more hostage. So it is absurd that anyone, much less someone running for president, would choose now to attack our friend and ally Israel, much less praise Hezbollah terrorists as very smart. As president, I will stand with Israel and treat terrorists like the scum that they are. Anything to this or just just Thursday? I mean, at this point, I feel like it's just Thursday. We're so used to Donald Trump making comments like that, like kind of flirting with whatever it is he's trying to do. I think he intentionally makes statements like that in order to cause controversy so that he can have a fight. So I typically just roll my eyes when I hear things like this at this point. I'm sure Ron DeSantis has walked directly into the trap that maybe he was trying to set for more like left wing media. But DeSantis is taking it on for himself. I I always, I mean, I've just seen it play out a thousand times and Trump's going to strike back with something that'll get his base even more riled up and against DeSantis, so. Yeah. I mean, if you're Ron DeSantis now, what do you stand to lose by just going toe-to-toe and going big boy fight? Nothing. 
drop yeah, bombs, might as man. Well, might drop as well. bombs. Don't say someone saying that. Say Donald Trump saying that is ridiculous. I mean, why is that such a difficult thing for someone who wants to take the job that they're that they're both auditioning for? And also, why does I, I don't know? That's probably the thing that bothers me the most about Trump is he he mixes up cruelty and intelligence. China's cruel. It's not smart to be cruel. We talked about this earlier, but you hear him say it and you're like, those Hezbollah and Hamas are not smart. They're just cruel. They're willing to be murderers. That doesn't make you smart. Yeah, they didn't pull some brilliant military tactic that you could point at and go like, oh, wow, okay, good move there, guys. Yeah, they literally picked the easiest targets because they knew they could do it. So you pick on civilians, you pick on women and children and grandparents and and yet yet you're going to call that type of mentality smart. Quick break right back. So Four fifty three DG as headlines rage. Brought to you by Chinooks. Get your groceries delivered or use curbside pickup with the Chinooks Rewards app. Biden's dog commander has reportedly been banned from the White House. The two-year-old German shepherd has reportedly been banned. The move comes after at least 11 reported incidents where commander bit Secret Service agents. However, some sources say the biting incidents actually total around two to three dozen and include executive residence staff and other White House workers. One bite was so severe, a Secret Service officer had to be treated at the hospital. Train your dog. He's been banned. Even now, they could send him to a trainer and he could live with a trainer for a month and he'd be fine when he came back. Even now. I just feel like you shouldn't come back. Even if he comes out the most well-behaved dog ever, uh, probably let's just take a break from the Bidens having German shepherds in the White House. I agree the training thing, but I think there's also something to be said. He doesn't sound like a very happy dog there. And no. I don't. Well, it's a stressful environment, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like having just been at the White House. Um, it's a stressful place. You know, it's not a normal home. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't get to like go out in the backyard and run around free or anything like that. Yeah. Um, an asteroid sample collected by NASA has returned to Earth, and now scientists are saying it could hold details about the early days of our solar system. After analyzing what was inside the capsule that landed in the Utah desert, NASA Administrator Bill Nelson shared in a press release that the rocks and dust contained water and large amounts of carbon. So uh, that suggests that the asteroid may have brought the building blocks of life to Earth. It's one of the major theories of how we got our oceans uh, is through asteroids, that asteroids were full of water. And if you think about it, you look at the oceans and you say, that's impossible. But when you think about asteroids uh, hitting the Earth for billions of years, that, yeah, that's enough. I was watching an interview last night of someone from NASA talking about this, and they said this is exactly what we were hoping for when we collected these samples. Yeah. So very cool. A kindergarten teacher has resigned after giving special education students melatonin gummies without any parental consent. So uh, the school district learned about what was happening last month, and an investigation was quickly launched. The investigation found that the teacher, who has not been named, gave out melatonin acting on her own and without obtaining parental permission. The teacher also did not notify campus administration nor the nurse. Uh, You know, the 
superintendent of the school says, obviously, the actions were unacceptable and they were appalled that the teacher made this decision. The teacher has resigned, which is the fastest, most efficient way of solving the problem. A lot of low-key monsters out there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 